Listener Production. We're on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Summer has arrived. Ah, oh, at long last. The silly season it feels is like here. it's been 82 years. <laughs> we have had so much fun over the last few months, over the last few years, but it is time for a break, don't you think? I think so. I think it's time to kick back, crack open a few more of those ones and enjoy this beautiful summer weather, which hopefully Miss La Nina won't have too much to say about. Yeah, that's a name I never, ever want to hear <laughs> uttered again in my presence. Thanks very much. So this is going to be our final story that we serve for 2022. Uh, we've got a Christmas special coming up. Um, we've got a special surprise episode coming up and we've got a New Year's episode coming up. But in terms of stories, uh, this is the last one for the year and um, <laughs> it's the most <laughs> random and wacky and messy of all the stories I have served up. I don't know what came over me in the last few weeks, but um, yeah, I've decided to go pretty random with the topics I've been bringing up. Um, I actually wanted to serve this one around the time that Queen Elizabeth died just because everyone was talking about the royals and I wanted to shine the light on something that was a little more goofy than the other very serious things that were being brought up about them. Uh, You and Zoe intervened and said, Jacob, that would not be in good taste and uh, maybe just wait a little while. Uh, So I decided to wait until the royals came around in um, the media Mm. again and were back in the spotlight and of course... Of course, it was Harry and Meghan that made that happen. I was going to say. The ginger say, and the winger have um, been making many, many <laughs> lips flap over the last few weeks with their new documentary. I can't imagine you've watched it. I certainly don't plan to. Oh, absolutely not. But I was going to say we are lucky, unlucky that the royals are in the news so often that if you wanted to wait for them to pop up again to tell a story that is yeah. relevant to them to catch on to the trend, you don't have to wait very long. No, you definitely don't. Uh, So we've got the story of It's a Royal Knockout. We've got a fantastic guest joining us, Bianca Ismailovsky, um, and we had a lot of fun. So please do enjoy. And uh, also we should mention that we're not going to leave you hanging over the summer break. We have pre-recorded several many episodes to um, keep you entertained and amused throughout January and February right up until Miss Rosie Waterland makes her grand return to the show early next year. So, yeah, there'll be some new stories served up to you on a weekly-ish basis all through the summer holidays. Uh, Please do enjoy yourselves wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I haven't made any plans yet because I go where the weather is best (laughs) each morning when I wake up. Lindsay, do you have any plans? Nothing too grand. I'll go home to country Victoria for a little bit to see my family, a couple of days in Melbourne, and then... Probably a week back here in Sydney, hopefully doing the exact same as you, swimming a lot, getting out in the sun, just enjoying myself, making up for the last few summers that we were ripped off on. That's right. We are owed. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. We'll collect on our debts and um, we will all have a wonderful holiday season. We love you, Jess News. Bye-bye. Hello and welcome to Just The Gist, a weekly-ish podcast in which ordinarily Rosie Waterland and I, Jacob Stanley, give you just the gist of what you need to know about a story 
we think you'll find interesting enough to discuss at a dinner party, possibly even at the Christmas table. I'm pretty sure this episode's coming out just before Chrissy. Rosie, as you all know, is taking a little bit of a break to look after her health. So we've had some extra special guest hosts who've been coming on board. And this week we have the fantastic Bianca Ismailovsky. I haven't even tried testing my name out in front of you, you yet. You nailed I got it, it, babe. You nailed ah. it. Yeah, yeah. Even the first name too, because people say Bianca, but it's Bianca, Bianca. and you got it. Well oh. done. I've watched a lot of Drag Race and it's Bianca Del Rio, so I think that's just my automatic go-to. Yeah, yeah. and I really relate a lot to her. Mm. Uh, yeah, mm, yeah, so I... Thank I you. I can see that in the eyelashes and the eyebrows, yeah. Yeah, and thank you. And that's a compliment. And that's a compliment. Yes. Yes, thank mm. you. Yeah, yeah. Not the white under the eye, of course. Not yet. Not yet. Something for you to aspire I'll to. I'll get there one day, yeah. 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 Uh, before we jump into anything else, can you please give us just the gist of who you are and what you do? Okay, so I'm Bianca Rizmalovsky. I am a comedian and podcaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am Australia's number one ethically non-monogamous sober bisexual divorcee comedian. Okay, slow down. Okay, (laughs) yeah. Walk us through that one more time. Number one. Number one. (laughs) Uh, Ethically non-monogamous. So, um, yeah, just non-monogamy, right? Mm -hmm. Ethically non-monogamous. Sober. ethically, which means everyone knows. Yes. Everyone's on the same page. Everyone's on the same page because a lot of people are non-monogamous, but Mm -hmm. they don't know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I wouldn't put that in my Instagram bio. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, ethically non-monogamous. Sober. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm three and a half years sober, which is nice. And I do a lot of work. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I do a lot of work in the sort of sober community. And Mm -hmm. that is some of the best stuff that I do. Mm -hmm. You know, I, um, yeah, getting messages from people being like, I'm celebrating my one year sober anniversary because of you and you changed my life is Mm -hmm. honestly overwhelming. So yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, Bisexual. Mm -hmm. So I... Uh, and bi, but really pan, mm. you know, but that, I don't like saying pan, mm. but and I'm a slut. Anyone will do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I'm open to everyone. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I only came out uh, in the last two years. And the, oh, 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 no, last year. I only figured out really last uh-huh. year that I'm bi. Again. So, yeah. So it's been fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's been really fun. Mm-hmm. Um Bisexual, divorcee, yeah. So I'm divorced. Mm-hmm. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you, yeah. thank you. That's mm-hmm. not the response I usually get. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a response I deserve. Uh, but yeah, been divorced because, uh, well, you know, 2020 was hard on all of us. Mm. Nothing quite like a pandemic to make you realise this isn't working. So I've been, yeah, divorced since 2020. Uh, what else? Divorced. Oh, comedian. And then, yeah, and then I'm a comedian. So yeah. I do stand-up and I have... A podcast called Sad and Sexy, mm-hmm. which I do with a fellow comedian, Mary Ellen, and we just talk to usually a bunch of other comedians about, you know, being sad and also sexy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, we're, we're getting to know you. I do have a couple of other questions that I just wanted Please, to ask about. Yeah. Your mum was a beauty queen and your dad was in Eurovision. That's true. <gasps> oh, yeah. Talk about a natural-born performer. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so my mum was Miss Yugoslavia of Australia. Mm -hmm. Okay, so she won it here and they kind of shipped her off to Yugoslavia to tour Mm -hmm. to show the women there, like, this is what you would look like if you had access to dental care. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this could be you too. (laughs) 
but unfortunately not. <gasps> aim high, ladies. Yeah, aim high, right? And so my um, dad was, yeah, a famous Croatian pop star, which is wild. Mm. And, yeah, they met, they fell in love, and, uh, yeah, my dad represented Croatia in Eurovision. I don't know what year I get asked this question all the time, maybe 1987, but, mm. like, 80s Eurovision, so like mm. the peak of tackiness. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and that's that's where I come from. You've seen the clips? Oh, I've seen the of clips. Course. The film clips, mm-hmm. I mean, the tack, the Euro tack. Like this is why I own this water bottle, do you know what I mean? Like I come from uh, Euro trash. Mm. But, yeah, uh, his band is <laughs> was just so big. Mm. Like even now if I meet a Croatian person and I – say, oh, do you know this band? They lose their minds because it was name? just... So the band is called Srebna Krila, mm-hmm. which means silver wings, mm-hmm. and the song they took to Eurovision was called Mangup, mm-hmm. which I believe means cheeky rascal or something. I don't know, like, ah, oh, yeah, you're rascal. But um, catchy shit, yeah, and you should definitely stream them on Spotify. I want to bring Euro Trash 80s music back because I get the royalties now, so I really need to get those <laughs> listenership up. Thank you, yeah. Okay, links in the show notes, listeners. <laughs> um, we might even give you a little taste now if Lindsay's able to drop in a little sample. Week, I am going to be telling you an extraordinarily silly story. Bring it on. Involving the royal family. Somehow it just feels right as we're wrapping up 2023. Yeah. We said goodbye to Liz this we did. year. There were big changes in the monarchy. The silly season's upon us, so let's just get a little bit silly. I want to say up the top, I know very little about the royal family. Oh, same. I haven't watched The Crown. Okay. I've never, you know, streamed... Candle in the Wind on Spotify. Like, I'm not... (laughs) Have I worn, you know, a college jumper with a pair of bike shorts? Yes, but that's where my knowledge begins and ends. Okay, so I may need you... Yeah, right. right. I may need you to, like, you know, specify who people are when they come up. I might sound a little bit dumb in that respect. Great. Jump in with any questions you've got. There's no such thing as a stupid question, especially not in a story as silly as Oh, I'm so ready. Involving something as stupid as the fucking monarchy. (laughs) So I am serving you the story of the time that Prince Edward, who is the youngest of Queen Elizabeth's progeny, took it upon himself to try to reinvent the public image of the royal family. His goal was to try to win back some of the waning adoration of the common folk around the Commonwealth. Oh, so it's been waning for a while, has it? Yeah. In the (laughs) 80s, it started to really slip, particularly while Margaret Thatcher was the Prime Minister because she really wanted to restrict spending. And, of course, the monarchy represents the ultimate in opulence and decadence. I want to hate that, but I'm a tourist. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, yeah, you're in a tricky (laughs) position there. Um, The way he decided to go about this was by producing a slapstick TV game show event and convincing his siblings to participate in it with him. (laughs) And he did this, believing it was going to make the royals seem really modern and relatable and likeable, but it completely backfired (laughs) and just really started to disintegrate the public opinion of the royals from that point forward. This is just the gist of It's a Royal Knockout. 
which obviously you know nothing about. Lindsay, are you familiar with no, this at all? No, nothing about it. I know slightly more than Bianca because I've seen the first season, first four seasons of The Crown, mm-hmm. but don't know anything about this story. Oh, okay. did this story not make it to The Crown? <laughs> it's such a shame. It should have been in season four, yeah. and I'll explain exactly the context in which it oh, should have slid in there. Oh, I'm so excited. I was similar to you. I think I'm probably very closely aligned to Lindsay in this, that all I really know about the monarchy I learned from watching The Crown. Right. Um, And that's, I think, why I find it so interesting because it's all so new to me and they have tried to stay quite close to historical fact. Yeah. With a bit of artistic liberty thrown Mm. in there. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I'll kick off this episode that we're doing by describing an event that's depicted in season four of The Crown that, look... What's What's the arc... What's the story out for four? Because uh, isn't three like die, season two, Thatch. Am I getting that right? Uh, season four is the one with Thatcher. Okay. And um, that's when Diana enters the scene. Oh, Yeah, so okay. this is when things start to really kind of shift right. um, in terms of perception of like the it's royals. It's long yeah. then, isn't it? Gee, mm. Season four, they're only getting to Thatcher. Mm. So at this point... Prince Charles, obviously married to Diana. Uh-huh. Prince Andrew, yuck, yuck. Yuck. Um, just <laughs> recently married to Fergie. Edward. <laughs> so sorry. I was like, Fergalicious. <laughs> when <laughs> I had no idea that Fergie was a part. No, I get it. Yeah. Sarah Ferguson. Sarah Ferguson. Ferguson, yes. Yes, <laughs> of the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and Edward, I think, is still in school around this okay. time. Or he's just recently emerged, yeah. Um, anyway, so does that help sort of set yeah. that scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, yeah, this incident that takes place, probably a figment of someone's imagination, but I'm going to choose to believe it's at least partly true because it helps us understand Prince Edward a little bit better. Okay. So. In this episode, Liz deigns to spend time catching up with each of her four awful children, (laughs) takes some time out of her very busy schedule of smiling and waving to meet with each of them one-on-one for the first time (laughs) in their lives, probably. And her goal is to try to figure out which one of them is her favourite because her husband's told her (laughs) that she has a clear front-runner for favourite child and she genuinely doesn't know which one it is. Oh, my God. Now... The takeaway from each of those meetings, which I believe did really happen, but I can't really confirm that. Yes. But I'm going to choose no, to believe that I'm happened. choosing to believe with you. The takeaway that you get from seeing each of those meetings is that all the kids are effed up in their own unique <laughs> way. Like, yeah. they're not great people and they're miserable. One of them especially is a complete monster. Yes, yeah. correct. And they are very, very overt about that. They show that from a very young age, he was a... Val, yeah, predator, and you know exactly which one we're talking about. Yes, exactly. As, yeah. Um, anyway, she has her lunch with the youngest child, yeah. Edward. Okay. He's still in school at that time, and she's very worried about him because he's getting terrible grades, and also he's the school bully. Edward. And she's heard about it. Yeah. Mm, youngest child, and he is not sweet at all. He's, yeah, he's just an arrogant little prick. And yeah. the producers clearly want us to see that because he just tells her while he's still shoveling food into his mouth, oh, mummy, grades don't matter. I'm a prince. I'll be wanted everywhere I go for the rest of my life. I'll be able to do anything I please and everyone's always going to want to have me around. Oh, I'll get into Cambridge with no problems. I can't argue with his logic, though. Like <laughs> That's the thing. He's correct. <laughs> he's correct. Everything he says came true. Yeah. He got into Cambridge even though he had a solid D average in yeah. his final exams. 
And he got in with a very generous scholarship that was paid by the Marines on the understanding that he would then join the Marines once he graduated from Cambridge. Uh-huh. Of course, he didn't, he was not diligent while he was at Cambridge at all. And yes, he did go and join the Marines, but then he dropped out after three months because he wasn't having fun doing boot camp. Yes. So off he went with no consequences. I hate that I really relate to Edward. I like, I feel, I'm like, yeah, I, I would be the I know, same. I resent that about yeah. me too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, like, yeah. I would be like, well... No, mummy will take care of it, whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, and then he makes things even worse by deciding, I'm going to become a big-time TV producer. Oh. That's the big goal he has for himself. And this is where The Crown then should have dedicated the entire next episode <laughs> to what happened next for Edward when he stuck yeah. his hat in the ring of the entertainment <laughs> industry. <laughs> There's still time for the producers of the crowd to circle back to this in season six. In fact, I hope it's going to be the finale of the entire arc. I'm excited. So he got to work organising this major TV event that was going to launch his career in the entertainment industry, make him a big name. It's 1987 at this point. Edward's still only 23 years old and he had the idea of rebooting a TV show called It's a Knockout. Okay. Oh. Have you heard of It's a Knockout? Do you remember it at all? No. No? Lindsay? Never heard of it. Okay. It's a Knockout. So I have vague memories of watching it as a kid. I think it was fairly big in the 80s. I've got a few years on you, believe yes. it or not. Yes, sorry, I'm a 1990 baby. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I think it had been cancelled and then maybe brought back a couple of times okay. since then. But picture, I've not seen this show, but Wipeout. Yeah, I was... When you okay. said slapstick, I just started envisioning mm. the royal family playing Wipeout. Yes. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I've read a description. Yes, that's basically exactly what we're about to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Obstacle courses and physical challenges that are designed to make people fall over or fall into (laughs) swimming pools because ha, 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 what could be more hilarious? Oh, what would be more hilarious? Put them in silly outfits. That's going to make it a real scream. (laughs) So it's all very corny, wacky. The sound effects like whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Along those lines. Great. Um, very successful over the years, and it's been in just about every country around the yeah. world. It sort of goes on the air for a while, off the air, on the air, off the air, from the 60s all the way through to just a couple of years ago. Really? Yeah, they keep rebooting it. Um, it had been off the UK for a couple of years by 1987, mm. and Prince Edward had this very bright idea oh, of doing a one-off It's a Knockout fundraising special that would feature the royal family. Mm. <laughs> Why would he think that's a good idea? Because he's 23 and has a D average. Yeah. So that's reason number one, absolutely. And he just went for the obvious logic of royals equal ratings. And so he figured he could use his family Mm. to kickstart his TV career. Because if he does something really major first, then the only way is going to be up from there Uh in his D average mind. Yeah, I know. But I mean, not that I know much about the royal family, but, like, don't they want to remain, like, seem dignified? Mm. This seems like the Mm. least, like, like even people on Wipeout, they're casting people Mm. that are going to look silly. Yeah, that's right. So I just don't know why he would... He thought that it was going to make them seem... Relatable. He thought it'd be really endearing to see them <laughs> make fools of themselves. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, to okay. show that they had a bit of a sense of humour. Yes. He thought it would really boost the nation's affection for the royal family, <laughs> which would benefit all of them, mm. most importantly, him. Him, yeah, yeah. of course. 
Um, as I said, their reputation hadn't been resoundingly fabulous in the previous few years, and so he wanted to sort of win back the subjects. Yeah, because nothing mom. says public affection like you know getting Costumes slapped and about. Games. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. nothing screams public respect. Yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what's going to charm them into submission. <laughs> yeah. So we got to work planning. His vision was that there'd be four teams competing in the games. Each team would have a captain. Those captains would be Charles, Anne, Edward, and Yuck. Andrew. <laughs> Yuck, yes. Yeah. Um, he also wanted Liz and Phil to be there as the adjudicators of the what? whole thing. Is he, he insane? <laughs> That was um, Liz and Phil's reaction pretty much when he got the family together to pitch it to them. They were repulsed, but not repulsed enough that they said no. They didn't forbid him from doing it. They just tried to gently dissuade him from doing it. And he was just like, oh, mummy, I'm going to do it. It's going to be a hit. (laughs) I'm a prince. Everything I touch turns to gold. uh, So the other family members said yes? Except for Charles. Charles turned it down and apparently Elizabeth was like, you are going to be king one day. You cannot (laughs) risk your reputation by putting on a silly costume and getting knocked into a swimming pool. But could you imagine if he had done, that footage would have just come out. Mm -hmm. Like recently they'd be like, and please hail your new king. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Long may reign. Yes. Yeah, that would have been great. Um, yeah, Shit. so Charles was out, which really yeah. made Diana sad because she wanted to participate. She thought it was going to be so much fun and Fergie was going to be allowed to participate. So she was really keen, but Charles forbade her from getting involved, <gasps> um, which very, very spiteful. However, looking back, Diana was probably like, wow, I dodged a bullet. <laughs> I really dodged a bullet there. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Thanks, Charles. <laughs> the most surprising get was Princess Anne because she's so stoic and so dignified okay. and, you know, she's... Who is she years. in the family? She's the second child. And so Charles and Anne were born about, well, I think, 14 years before then Andrew and Edward were born. So it's kind of like they had two separate yeah, families okay. in a way. What's up with that there's gap? There's divide there. I can't remember what happened, but it was covered in the crown. Oh, okay, it's in the crown. Maybe yeah. a war happened or something, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, war always gets in the way. Um, Anne decided she was going to get on board, and I am certain that she did so so that she could troll the event the entire right. duration, and you will see what I mean when I describe <gasps> what goes on once things kick off. I reckon it was probably very easy to get the other one, Yuck, Andrew, on bulge. Yeah. Because, um, Yuck. Gross, and he was an attention whore. <laughs> yeah. Then they still needed their fourth team captain because Charles was out, and Fergie was like, pick me, pick me. So they're yeah. like, okay, yeah, I guess. Then we've got two girls, two boys. All right, yep, that makes sense. Now Edward needed to fill each of the four teams, and he decided he only wanted big-name celebrities from across <laughs> oh. England and America because oh he God. really wanted this TV special to be a hit in yeah. the US where he wanted his career to take him because they did get some pretty big names. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm shit. I'm fucking ready. Who, 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 who? Let's start in the world of cinema in Hollywood where yes. you're destined to be. Okay. Mr. John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> Of course they did. Of course they did. Uh, He, to me, was the biggest surprise watching this because I hadn't done a lot of research. I just watched and I was like, stop it. (laughs) 
That's Danny from Greece. What? Yeah. So he was actually at, like, he was one of the biggest names, but he was at a lull in his career at this time because it had been 10 years since Greece and Face Off was still 10 years away. Oh, and like, like, because Pulp Fiction's what brought him back, really. Yeah. Yeah. So he was just. He was just lolling about. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, he obviously was hoping this would, you know, keep him relevant. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, Kevin Klein. If you know. Oh, who he is, I do from know who. Yeah, a fish called Wanda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Wild Wild West. Embarrassing that I know that. Mm. With Will Smith. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. No, one of his lesser known films. Yeah, it was a terrible film. For good film. reason. <laughs> For good reason. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jane Seymour, Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. Okay, she yes. She got involved. Christopher Reeve, who's like the iconic yes. Spider-Man. Superman. Uh, Superman, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's yeah. right. Meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> Meatloaf always pops up in the weirdest places. Like, you don't think he's going to be the bus mm. driver on Spice World. And then he's there. And you don't think he's going to be in a Rocky Horror Picture Show. And then he's there. Yes. And now he's playing a Wipeout-based game with the royal family. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. and um, I, I, love that, I love that he's like, I'll do anything, yeah. but I won't do that. But he will do that. Do yeah, ready to love Meatloaf even more when you see what happens. Oh, we get to see this oh, shit? Oh, yeah, I'm going to describe a few oh. of my favourite moments. Mr. Tom Jones. Baby. Oh. Not, oh my God. Mm-hmm. No, they got Tom. <laughs> uh, Paul McCartney <gasps> yeah. of Beatles yeah. fame. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can see that, actually. Um, a few of the boys from Monty Python's Flying Circus, okay. including John Cleese and Michael Palin. All right, I can see that. And then every member of Frankie Goes to Hollywood. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. Frankie Goes to what Hollywood. What else do they have going on? Yeah, They've exactly. They're one or two hits. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know how much these people knew they were signing up for when they got involved, but I'm sure they just kept telling themselves once things started, it's for charity, it's for charity, it's for charity, and I'm getting some screen time. You know, it's like uh, Gal Gadot and Imagine. You don't mm. know, like, at, you might be like, oh, I'm really excited to be a part of this. Yeah. This is going to be good. How could this not be good? Yeah. How could it not, how could it not be? Too many big names to fail. Yeah. Do we know what charity they were raising money for? Uh, they were supporting four different charities. Oh, sorry, were... I forgot it was for charity. I thought mm. it was just the royal family being like, no, it's for us. We want you to like us again. I'm sorry, I forgot. Yeah, well, charity. First and foremost, it was that. Yes. Yeah. and um, But it... if you say it's for charity, it makes you look better. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And they were supporting these four different charities. One was an environmental charities. One was Save the Children. Uh, one, Fergie's one, honestly, I can't remember. Um, oh, so each team was supporting a different charity? Each team supported mm. a different charity oh. and, of course, Ed would suck up that he has chose one of his daddy's charities oh, to support. Ed, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Why, who's indulging this maniac? This is the thing. I don't like him at all. Wait till we get to the end, honey. <laughs> Wait till we get to the end. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um, okay, now somewhere along the line, someone decided the whole show should be medieval-themed. Oh! <laughs> Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. I'm. Yes. Thank you. I'm glad. And you can sort of see the steps of logic here. You've got the royal family. Yes. Royals live in castles. We should film the show on location yes. outside a castle. And what else do you think of when you think castles? You think knights in shining armor and mm-hmm. horses and lords and ladies in waiting and jesters. And then from there, you can sort of see how they make the next step to the ye olde renaissance sort of flavour. And Monty Python's there. So I think of... Yeah, that's fitting. That's They got Rowan Atkinson involved, so it all starts to sort of make sense there. But then when you step back, you think maybe 
the medieval theme isn't really a great one if you're trying to make the royal family seem more contemporary mm. and relatable. Yeah. Maybe don't remind them of the level of brutality you used to exert mm. on your subjects. Maybe don't remind them quite so directly that you owned slaves for centuries in this country. Yeah, that's the optics aren't great. Mm. Not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, that's not. <laughs> no one thought that next step ahead, so they just went ahead with it. The medieval theme was signed off and costumes were designed for all of the competitors and for the show's hosts and even for all the audience members. Okay. So that they created this real immersive fantasy world. And so for the costumes, I want you to think like those big, floppy, puffy hats (laughs) that look like oversized shower caps. I know the one. Yeah. With like a feather in it. Giant feathers sticking out of them. Yep. Yeah. Capes. Uh-huh. And pantaloons. Oh, amazing. With stockings and ruffled collars and waistcoats, all very pantomime, very unflattering. Oh, my God. How Pod does no pieces. one know about this? Like, why are these images not being spread <laughs> all know. over the internet? It makes no sense to me. Yes, I think we're going to have to flood our Instagram channel <laughs> yes. with images from this, and you all need to go and watch some of this footage. Trust me. <laughs> It's worth your time. Um, Again, I would pay money to know who pulled out when they saw the wardrobe options when they showed up for filming, especially the people who were informed that they were going to be dressing up as jesters. So they'd have to put like on the full body con suit on (laughs) with with the the three horns and the bells and the head and the frilly little skirt. Yeah, I honestly, I'm sure there are a lot of people who just went, nope, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. you know what? This isn't really serving what I thought it was going to serve. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the fuck mm-hmm. out. Yeah. yeah. This isn't my brand. Yeah. Now, as I said, they wanted to film the show outside a castle, but the Queen certainly wasn't volunteering any of her properties. No. So their best alternative was to use this grand old stately home that had been recently turned into a theme park. And they decked it out with like medieval castle looking set in front <laughs> it of it. It just continues to get tackier and tackier. Yeah. Who's hosting this thing? Uh, a few like 80s TV hosts okay. of the day. The main MC is Rowan Atkinson oh. in like full Blackadder okay. character. Yeah, I, all right. And he does a good job. He would. He, does do a he good would. Job. Yeah. And then there are a bunch of different commentators who are out on the field oh with microphones. God. and. Yeah. Oh, I just... We'll wish this was happening right out. now. Like I want to be, I want to be immersed in it as it happened because it sounds amazing. If we could travel back into, if or only. if they reboot this, because I was thinking off oh, the anniversary, come twenty twenty seven. Why the would they not? Yeah, reunion, bring everyone back together. <laughs> Maybe they could finally get Charles over the line. Yeah, Can you let's get the king involved. Yeah. Harry versus William. <gasps> oh my god, jousting, yes. And then Kate versus Meghan. Oh. Hot oil wrestling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Naturally, of course. of course. Yeah, yeah. I would pay to see that. Yeah. Wouldn't we all? Yeah. Um, Okay, so all of that is the context okay. of how they got to this point. And the great thing is I've got a few friends who remember watching this live on oh. TV uh, because this was event viewing. Everyone knew for weeks that it was coming yes. up. And like my friend Emma, hi Em, she's my husband actually, um, <laughs> they all her family got together and watched the entire thing from start to finish just absolutely enthralled. And they had been so excited in the lead up because, like, this was one of the 
spectacular events of the decade. Well, this is television history. It no is. one's, you know, yeah. it's not yeah. every day that you get the royal family dressed up as medieval knights. When this went to air in the UK, 18 million people watched it just there in the UK. Eventually, once this was broadcast around the world, 400 million people saw this. Oh, wow. And what a debacle it was. Are you ready? Oh, my God. Like, I, yeah, yeah I'm really, yes, I'm very ready. So the show kicks off. Okay. Cannons fire, trumpets toot. Oh, my Lord. A herald boy emerges and does a little speech that he reads from a ye olde style scroll. Oh, they're going for it. Oh, yeah. Lots of hear ye, hear ye, <laughs> hey, nonny, nonny. I will say, Edward can put on a show. Like, he's gone, he's he's committed he's at com- least. Yes. I will say that, mm-hmm. you know. He has stuck to a thing. Like, he didn't stick to school, he didn't stick to the military, but he's he's followed through with this at mm. least, and mm. it's nice to see some growth there. Yeah. Or he's told other people to follow through. Well, you know? yeah, that's yes. true, yes. Sorry, I forgot really about that. He is a prince, you're right, yeah. Uh, out comes Rowan Atkinson, who then announces the four teams who, one by one, enter mm. the arena, each led by their royal Highness Captain. Okay. First, Andrew, yuck, yuck, Ugh. awkwardly walks in, waving around a stuffed panda bear at the crowd. What? And he and his team have just very, very little what? energy as they come in. Kind of feels <laughs> like oh, they don't really want to be there. Um, I'm sorry, explain the panda situation. He's supporting the Worldwide Fund for Nature. Okay. So that's oh. their little mascot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then Fergie comes through uh-huh. and she's dressed like, you know, the proper medieval lady. Yes. Um, she tries to sort of shift the energy up a few gears. Bring it up a bit. By very abruptly telling her team that she wants them to do a sort of high knee jog and wave their fists oh, at the crowd no, no, as they're coming through. <laughs> so she's pumping her fist at them going, woo, woo, yeah, woo, yeah, woo, yeah, woo. Yeah, no. All the team is sort of like, that came out of nowhere. Oh, what? why high knees? No one, that's just not good for anybody. No, yeah. No, yeah, it's very, very jarring. Yeah. Everyone's looking at her like, you were a duchess just yeah. a second ago <laughs> and now you're a soccer hooligan. The next Edward saunters in and he takes off his hat and sort of waves it to the crowd and mm. then bows deeply with this big shit-eating grin mm-hmm. on his face. Like You can tell he clearly fancies himself as yes. the heartthrob of the nation. Okay, fucking again, I really resonate with this kid. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey, everyone, I organised this and I am also the hottest one here. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> I uh-huh. hate that. He, keeping in mind that he was the producer, okay. Rowan Atkinson's script is to call Edward tantalizingly eligible and handsome. Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! Tantalizing. We, sorry, Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean, (laughs) called a prince tantalizingly eligible. Um, Okay. Then next comes Anne, and God love her, she strolls in scowling. She (laughs) clearly... Cannot give a fat rat's and she wants everyone to know she has no fucks to give. Okay. And she regrets being there. Obviously. Clearly since the moment she saw her costume, she's just been like, is it too late to back out? And he was like, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she's just giving nothing. Yeah. Once they're all in the arena, one of the show's hosts does a quick pregame interview with each of the captains. Uh-huh. And this would have been a great opportunity to hire a scriptwriter. 
to set mm. each of the royals up with some charming, witty yes. quips that they could rehearse and then deliver in a natural way. Because <laughs> that's not, that, yeah, they're not mm. personalities. No. You, you need to give them some scripture, something to, you know, back and forth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they miss that opportunity. Oh. Uh, and so each of the royals just sort of awkwardly tries to ad-lib no. a little bit of banter no, about how you, successful their team's going to you be. You can't throw, like, you mm. can't imagine the royals doing well on, like, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Do you know what I mean? Like, they mm. they need a scripted show. Yes. I feel embarrassed that no one decided to give them a script. They were set up to fail here. Yeah, so what sure. are they just doing? Like, just, like, random things going like, yeah, oh, well, my team's the best. Like, yeah, we're going to... Along Crush those lines. It. Yeah, they clearly had given it zero thought up yeah. until the moment they had a microphone shoved in their face. <laughs> so Andrew, who's the first off, uh. this is when he explains, uh, the panda, yeah, it's our mascot and no one else has a mascot. So I think that means we're going to win. And the host is like, oh, uh, okay, anything else? And Andrew's like, no, no. That's, oh that's my God. All, oh, already. Mm, yeah. Uh, so then the host is like, oh, right, well, let's go over to Fergie. And Fergie once again is just like, <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I love that Fergie just becomes a Jerry Springer audience member. Like, that's what she's like, that's what the public wants from me. Jerry Springer's killing it right now. We'll just yell. Like, what on earth? Yeah. And so then she tries to take that into like, we're going to win. Give me a B. Because hers is the blue team and everyone in the audience and everyone on her team's like, uh, B? <laughs> like they just didn't know. That yeah, was no, we didn't. Yeah. She doesn't even bother doing the rest <laughs> She's of it. Like, L U E. Imagine we got it. And then the host is like, so I heard you've lost your voice, mom. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like she'd been briefed, everyone had been briefed, Fergie's lost her voice, so don't put the microphone in her face too much. But then it's like she just forgot her cover story. I don't understand why. why it's bizarre. What cover story? What did they know that she was going to go out there whooping and they're like, well, we'll just say that you've lost your voice, so don't. <laughs> so when you go out there, pretend that you can't yes. speak. Yeah. Like they knew that was coming. And then she just couldn't contain herself and they're trying to remind her, okay. no, you're meant to have lost your voice. I think Please Fergie's kind down. of loving it. Oh, I yeah. think she is. Is really having a good time because she's probably never allowed to whoop in public. Not since she <laughs> See, I can whoop whenever I want. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And if someone did take that away from me and then gave me the opportunity, yeah, I'd probably go <laughs> fucking crazy with it too. <laughs> I would be like, give me a B. I would. I love that you're relating to these royals so much. <laughs> Uh, I really relate to Princess Anne, who just looks completely sour. Oh, yeah, she's serving Like, her whole demeanour just screams what do you want? In fact, I think the first word out of her mouth is what when they bring the microphone over to her. Oh, my God, I love it. And the host tries desperately to get some enthusiasm from her and he's like, are you excited, Mum? And she's like, no, no. We're the cool, calm, collected types. We're the strong, silent types, the red team. And the host is like, oh, okay. (laughs) And who's on your team? And she's like, oh, I don't know. It's a team. (laughs) He's like... Do you have a war cry, Your Highness? And she's like, I just told you we're the strong, silent type. So, no, of course I don't. And the host is like, Oh, you're the strong, silent types. And she's like, Silent, silent with an S, silent. And he's like, Okay, all right. As you were. Oh, my and God. Off he struts. Now, keep in mind, <laughs> no this one taught was her not, how to volley. No, yeah. This was not broadcast live. 
All what? of this was what? pre-recorded. Sorry, what are you talking about? No, it, oh, wait, what? The fuck are you talking about? They left all of this oh, in the final <laughs> edit. I'm screaming. No, I just assumed it was. I was like, no, I've got, oh, like, oh, okay, we fubbed it up a bit. We fubbed it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yep. There's uh, there, you are kidding me. <laughs> Why would they? Is this the best take they had or something? Yeah. What the fuck? Oh my god. I'm describing to you the best material that stayed in the final version. I would have. I would give anything <laughs> to go Just, back in time and be the audience in the crowd yeah. and see it live because it would have been much worse. Yeah. I can't understand how this made it out there. <gasps> no one could. No, I, I genuinely it was am baffling shocked. to everybody. Oh, Why did you not do a better job of this? Naturally, I just thought it was like the fuck. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh my god! So then the awkward introductions were done. Those were the best takes they got. That was hard. The games could begin. Oh god! Now, obviously, I won't go through all of them. I want to leave some joy for you all to experience when you inevitably go and watch this yeah. yourself because <laughs> it's all available on YouTube. I just remember John Travolta's there. Yeah. Like, God that he was there, but yeah, he's in the he's in there dressed up as mm-hmm. well. Okay. Some of my favorite highlights, please. First off, Andrew Yuck Ew nearly kills one of the commentators in the very first game. Of course he would. Mm-hmm. Of course he would. The basic premise of that <laughs> first game is that some of the contestants are dressed in like these oversized fat suits under some armor with oversized foam shoes. Okay, and they're like pulling a cannon to bring it across a finish line. (laughs) Now, the Royals obviously don't participate in most of the hurly-burly. They're not put at risk. They're just sort of cheerleaders standing at the side watching you. Raw, raw, yes. Um, (laughs) That's it. I love that. They're like, yeah, we'll get all these celebrities. We'll make them look the most like idiots. Mm, Yeah. mm -hmm. But we've got to maintain some dignity. Some dignity, yeah, yeah. Apart from the hat and the pantaloons. Uh Uh-huh. Then, once the cannon is across the line, then the Royals are allowed to pull the chain to fire the cannon. Now... Andrew, ooh, cheats. Surprise, surprise. Oh, big. Oh, well, I could have told you that, babe. Uh, he did not wait until the cannon had crossed the line. He just ran forward and yanked on the chain so that his team would win. And the commentator hadn't got out of the way yet. So when the cannon fired, it uh, fired basically right on the side of his face, burnt off his eyebrow what? and like deafened him in one ear. He ended up with permanent damage because of that, because Andrew cheated. Again, this is in the final take. They did not even edit this out. And the commentator describes what happens to him as well. Oh, he's saying as, as Prince Andrew is running over and I'm trying to get out of the way, but he's not letting it happen. And now oh, and I've lost an eardrum. Yes, that's right. I cannot You'll hear. You'll have to speak to me on this to- side. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's absolutely shocking. They should have shut the whole thing down. Why, why was it there. not shut down? This is the, the fact it's not live is really perplexing to me mm. because... It would, someone's editing this. Who's editing it? Being like, yeah, we better, we better keep that bit in. Like, I just don't yeah. get what the fuck. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. Especially, like, Edward. You would think that he, as the producer of this whole farce, he would have seen the final edit and gone, oh, maybe trim it down Yeah, a bit. maybe let's not. A few things yeah. don't make us look so great in yeah. this, come to think of it. Or maybe we just don't let it see the light of day. 100%. Yeah. It, it doesn't have to go out there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You've lost the money. Let's move on with our lives. Yeah. Yeah, It's not. Jesus. Anyway, he obviously was just so deluded. He 
Okay, so convinced that's... convinced himself that this was still a winner. And it's a real cannon, I'm assuming. Doesn't have a cannonball, but yeah, there was gunpowder the in there fuck? that blew up. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, so in the next game, Christopher Reeve, Superman, mm-hmm. he's dressed up in the jester outfit with the horns. Oh, mm. they are so wrong for that. Yeah, th- this was cruel to choose him for this specifically. <laughs> uh, he and a few other fellow jesters, they have to shimmy across a rolling log that's set up over the top of a very cold swimming pool. And while they're shimmying across that rolling log, so Tom Jones is throwing giant foam legs of ham at them, (laughs) trying to... (laughs) to Knock them into the water. Did you say... Tom Jones throwing hams at Superman. Okay. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, you've got Prince Edward on the sidelines yelling encouragement, <laughs> sticking his fingers in his mouth, whistling. Oh my God. Oh, Tom Jones. <sighs> just hurling ham after ham after ham, <laughs> knocking these poor jesters into the freezing cold pool, and they just have to get out and try again. Oh get out my and try God. Again. I cannot deal. Oh. <gasps> And meanwhile, Princess Anne's standing there with her arms crossed, <laughs> just so unimpressed by what she's bearing witness to. And they cut to the next game. Once that's done, more oversized <laughs> foam <Sorry>. costumes. <laughs> I'm just like, Queen Elizabeth was right to oh. tell Charles not to do it, uh-huh. right? Like, uh-huh. you are going to be king one day. You mm, can't mm, be doing mm, this because mm, Tom mm, Jones mm, is going to be fake hands around. Oh, we can't have you involved. It's just madness. It's madness. This is not the brand. <laughs> it is not the brand. Mm-mm. No. Okay. So in the next few games, more oversized foam costumes, more running, mm. more falling, more swimming pools. Fergie's team wins. And, of course, she's jumping on the deck. All of that. And the host comes over and he's like, ma'am, what did you think of that performance? She's like, oh, it was brilliant. Do I have to say anything else? And the host is like, uh, no, ma'am, but have you got your voice back yet? She goes, oh, no. And turns what, around. what in the fuck is going on with the voice thing? What is happening? She's like, no, I don't have my voice. Meanwhile, she's basically oh. Lil John, just like, yeah. Like, I don't understand. Do you have a voice or not? Was it some sort of inside joke that just didn't land? It must have been. It must have been. Like, because she was making so much noise. It's like, I heard yeah. you lost your voice. And she, I, like, you know what? It's, again, it's them not having a script. Yeah. This is where a script could have helped them. Yeah. Maybe no one expected her to come out like that. Mm. Maybe no one knew that she was so competitive. I think and maybe they did suspect. <laughs> so they were like, just keep telling her. She's oh got my God. bronchitis. Yeah. <laughs> remember, don't you remember, Fergie? Yeah. You've got it, your voice is so, yeah, you could get you some hot lemon and some, <laughs> some water. Yeah, because, you know, you <laughs> But again, that stayed in the final edit. Yeah, it was brilliant. Do I have to say anything else? <laughs> I can't. Yeah. And and they wanted to save the image of the royal family, yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Bang, bang on with that one. We're not even halfway through oh. the game. Um, and the, it's just so beautiful to me. You have to watch the whole thing. Just oh, to see be. how Anne and Fergie, they're just at opposite ends of the enthusiasm <laughs> spectrum. <laughs> yes! 
Every yes. shot of Ed, she is scowling. Her upper lip is curled. <laughs> she's giving people side eyes. She's just steaming. Yeah, I like I like the vibe she's giving. Yeah, but then I will say towards the end, her team starts winning, and so then she's forced to give like three slow. Claps. Oh, she's giving, she's serving Nicole Kidman clap. Like, yeah. yes, okay. Yeah. And Nancy then, Pelosi clap. Mm, I love that. Eventually, she even cracks a few smug smiles because she can see how pissed off her brothers are getting that she's <laughs> winning. So, <laughs> starts to yeah. animate a little bit. Yeah, Andrew's going to be pissed because he brought a mascot. So, mm. yeah, and it's done nothing but <laughs> maim someone in the audience. <laughs> That's all he's done. <laughs> I can help. Oh, and then you've got Fergie, who's like a four-year-old that sculled a jug of red cordial. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a game. This is one of the most iconic moments. So Meatloaf uh-huh. is wearing this giant mask over his head with no eye holes, so he can't okay. see a thing. And he's swinging this giant foam wrecking ball that looks like a big grey scrotum, okay. trying to knock down all these big statues of knights. Okay. And Fergie's there bellowing from the sidelines with the rest of her team. Yes, meaty! Go, meaty! (laughs) And they're all yelling out instructions to him because he can't see. They're all yelling out, push, push it, push it harder to the left, to the left, to the the right, to the right, to the right. It's coming at you, coming at you, pulling back, pulling back. Harder, 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 meaty! (laughs) Grab it! Stop, stop! Grab it! Oh, my gosh. Yes. And apparently Fergie and Meatloaf really hit it off behind the scenes as well. They got along thick as thieves. Andrew, yuck, very miffed about them uh, chatting so much. So he got a bit jealous, a bit territorial. And so in between games, he got a little bit alpha male. Oh, fuck off, fuck off, yes. And he waited till Meatloaf wasn't looking and tried to push him into the moat. And of course, Meatloaf, famously pretty burly guy. Yeah. Can't be easily pushed over. No. (laughs) So he just turned around and grabbed Andrew by the collar and Andrew was like, you can't touch me, I'm royal, you can't touch me, I'm royal. And Meatloaf goes, you try to push me in the moat, Jack, I don't give a shit who you are, you're going to be the one going in the moat. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. (laughs) Now, Meatloaf didn't reveal this until 2003, but he brought it up in several interviews that he had this little biffo. Whoa. Oh, my God. Tried to push me like a six year old. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That is on brand for him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, and I'm royal. You can't touch me. Mm. Yeah. Well, we found that out, didn't we? Piece (laughs) of shit. Yeah. You know what? Nah, smug. Don't like it. Mm Now we'll get to one of the final games, which is one of my favourites. This is the one that had me cackling. Um, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't think you were going to beat Tom Jones throwing <laughs> for ham because that is brilliant. All right, so you've got a bunch of celebrities in giant foam vegetable costumes. Okay. Onions, leeks, potatoes that just look very much like lumpy turds. Medieval food, yeah, you know. Mm. Those celebrities are released onto a field where it is their job to just keep running around until they get tackled and stripped of their vegetable by one of their opponents. That opponent then has to chuck the giant vegetable into a giant cauldron. So now I want you to picture, and you can go and watch this online, John Travolta in a tunic and tights chasing down a giant onion with legs running away from him crash tackling it 
ripping the onion costume off the person wearing it and revealing that it is British pop icon Sheena Easton. Leaves her lying there on the ground and bolts off with the onion costume victoriously. Then I want you to picture Prince Andrew looking very smug when poor Meatloaf gets too exhausted and he gives up on chasing the leek that's just too nimble for him. To well, get leeks are hard to get, yes. do you know what I mean? Yeah, they're slippery suckers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Meatloaf forfeits that game and Andrew thinks that he's copped a W. Now, at the end of the games, all the points were tallied up and, spoiler alert, Anne's team wins. Oh. She scowls because this means she's going to have to interact with one of the commentators <laughs> once again. Oh, for fuck's sake, not more work. I can't. And then you can see the relief on her face when it turns out, no, she doesn't actually have to speak. She just has to silently accept her trophy, which is some sort of fancy item of porcelain, possibly a chamber pot. And then very abruptly, it's just over. The fever okay. dream's just over. An hour and 20 minutes after it started, An hour and done. 20 minutes mm. is the fucking runtime. Yes. And trust me, it flies by. (laughs) I will say it moves at a cracking pace and there's a lot I did not cover in this. It is certainly not the least entertaining thing that I have seen this year. Oh, yeah. And I highly recommend you make some time. Please. But then you have to watch the mantrum that happened immediately after this recording was completed. This is the best part. This is the climax for me. At the end of the day, when the games were all over, Prince Edward wanted to host a press conference with all the TV and print media people he'd invited to promote his Uh baby, this special event. He walks into the press tent just beaming with pride, ready to soak up cheers and congratulations and adulation from all of them. Because they've all been watching it? They've been witnessing, yes. Okay, of course. He launches into what he clearly imagined was going to be a charming victory speech. Starts off with a description of how exhausted he is, which is always really endearing, isn't yes. it, when people talk about how tired they are. Then he goes into talking about what a triumph he thought the entire event had been. And he keeps taking these big, long, dramatic pauses during his speech. Mm-hmm. And in one of those pauses, one of the reporters thinks maybe it's an opportunity to pipe up and start asking a question. As soon as she does that... He snaps at her. Can I finish? Shuts her right down immediately. Oh, okay. Sorry, Princess Anne, Mm. all of a sudden. Mm. Continues on with his prepared remarks and then wraps it up by saying, I hope you've had as wonderful a time as we've all had. And he gets nothing in response. Just pure silence from the crowd for an excruciating few seconds and then he snaps once again well thanks for being so bloody enthusiastic what have you been doing in here all day have you even been watching it what did you think Uh and again just awkwardness and then all the reporters start giggling nervously because no one knows what to say because he's just started having a tantrum and his face just goes completely hard. He starts shaking his head, stands up and storms out of the tent. Press conference over. Over. That was it. And all of the cameras had captured his little mantrum he'd had. Now, the reason that no one really knew what to say was all the press had been kept in their tent the entire day. They weren't allowed to go out and mingle with any of the celebrities. They didn't get to watch any of the action live. They just watched it all on a TV monitor. Yeah, okay. 
They couldn't really see what was going on. It was hot and sweaty inside the tent. They weren't being fed. They were having one of the worst days of their career, really. And yeah. also, they just witnessed that shit show. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're also like, we don't know what the fuck just happened. So, of course, they didn't know what to say. Anyway, of course, then, the big headline was Prince Edward storms out. What a spoiled little brat. There was literally a front page that called him Sir Pratt a lot. Oh, he acted like such a tool in that press conference. And so, of course, then all of the coverage about everything to do with this TV special was incredibly negative, which then did a lot to drum up publicity. So that's why so many people right, ended up watching it because they'd heard about Edward's tantrum first and foremost. Right. And then they were like, well, we've got to see we've got to what see this what is it all was. about. And then, of course, the media, who he insulted and treated so badly on that day, they were all just scathing about the show when it did finally go to air. And, I mean, Edward tried his best to focus on the positives. So many people watched it, so many views, such broad reach, and they raised £1.5 million for charity. But, of course, everyone was like, dude, you, the youngest of the royals, is already worth £33 million. So yeah. we think you could probably have done a little bit better, maybe been a little bit more generous with opening your own purse. Yeah. And so the whole thing was considered a fail. And there are a lot of historians who've written think pieces about how they think this really was a tipping point that was the moment a lot of people really started to resent the royals <laughs> and wanted to trim down the monarchy and wanted to reduce their spending. Yeah. And this can be directly linked, this event directly linked to then the Queen ultimately having to pay income tax for the first time oh, ever. What? Mm. And when she started paying tax, we're talking like £200 million a year that she hadn't been asked to pay previously, but that the public's (laughs) then decided, you know what, we shouldn't just be supporting you and your children if this is the way they carry on. I love that it started out with her deciding who are my favourites. And I don't think Edward made the cut as Mm. the favourite because, yeah, that's pretty abysmal. Do you you know who the favourite was? Our least favourite, yucky poo. No, gross. Yuck, ew, ew. Yeah. Why am I not surprised he was though? Favorite. Mm. Yeah. Well, he can. He knows how to carry the shit out of a panda. So <laughs> we, you know, <laughs> what's not to love? Um, mm. Jesus. The fact this has not made it to the crown is. It's abysmal. I feel like they've got to be saving it for the big, big, big finale at the end of season six because that's when they're wrapping everything up and I feel like that could be their moment. Oh, my God. Let's go back and revisit this. Thank God Princess Di didn't do it. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, thank God. Like, I'm never about husbands forbidding their wives to do anything, but Mm. good call, I think, on that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone is pleased they participated in this looking back. I mean, a few of the hosts and a few of the celebrities like Jane Seymour and Tom Jones were like, it was just fun. It was just silly fun. Yeah, I guess so. It was no skin off their nose to participate really. And it's it's fine for them to sort of make fools of themselves for a good cause. Uh Um, But yeah, for the royals, they just really lost a lot of fans and a lot of credibility. I think a big mistake, I mean, having the event, big mistake, but I think making the Royals the team captains was a huge mistake because they're the ones that are 
you know, talking. Mm. And that's not that what they're good for. Do you know what I mean? Like them just being involved maybe could have just helped their... They could have just stood up in the bleachers as spectators, yeah. clapping, smiling, waving what they're known for. That's their brand. Yeah. yeah. Or like, you know, maybe have one game that's just the Royals that come down and they do like one game that's like not that embarrassing. Mm. Like there's no hams being thrown or something. But like, you know, just like a casual, <laughs> cute little game. And then that might have got the public on side, maybe. But like... Mm. I don't know. And you know, no one thought Fergie was going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mitty. Yeah. Oh, like, Mitty. When did she become a frat boy all of a sudden? What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, no one saw that coming. So, yeah, Jesus. Wow. <gasps> the fact this footage exists and I've only just found out about it today. Mm. Amazing. I'm upset I haven't seen it sooner. Obviously, listeners, you can check out the show notes. Um, and I would recommend watch The Mantrum first the footage of the mantrum and there are some yes. excellent remixes on YouTube where people have set it to music. Oh, I love that. <laughs> like, oh, amazing. Thanks for sounding so bloody enthusiastic. <gasps> I love this. I'm obsessed with this. Fuck. And so that is just the gist of It's a Royal Knockout. The beginning of the end for the royal family and look, the end can't come soon enough in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Abolish the monarchy, please. Let's bring it on. I really hope to see it in my lifetime. Yeah. So wait, uh, can I ask then? Sure. Edwards obviously did not become a TV producer. I think he did some minor stuff in stage and a little bit in um, film. <laughs> yeah, but, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, he certainly hasn't won many Oscars. Yeah, mm. no BAFTAs for him then. Mm. Yeah, what a shame. Yeah. Oh, bless. I like. I kind of love, though, that he came like into the tent <laughs> being like, oh, yes, I'm exhausted, as I'm sure you can imagine. Yes, it was such a good time. Like, thinking they were all going to love it and they hated him for it. And I, I love that. I need to see this tantrum ASAP, Rocky. Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Amazing. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed that. I told you it was going to be absolutely ludicrous. It was. Uh, where can everyone find you? You mentioned Instagram. Remind us. Yes, Instagram at Bianca Ismailovsky. And I'll post, you know, upcoming shows if you're in Melbourne. Uh, but I'll also be in Adelaide and Sydney next year. And then, yeah, I guess if you're listening from Hollywood, I'll <laughs> see you next year in June. <laughs> Have a blast over there, honey. You're going to take them by storm. Thank you. I plan on it. So great having you. Thank you, B. Thank, thank you, you, Lindsay. And thank you, Gisners. We will see you next week. Love you. Bye-bye. Gisners, <sighs> join us next week for a very special edition of Just the Gist, an ordeal that Lindsay forced me into <laughs> enduring. Uh, Lindsay, do you want to explain what we've got coming up? We have coming up with a friend of the podcast, Simon Lovett from the Adam and Simon Show and from mm-hmm. Gogglebox. We all watched the Christmas classic National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and got together and recapped it scene by scene. So if you see it in the TV guide over the next week, which I'm sure that you will because it's on telly every year, watch it and then listen to the episode and follow along. Here's just a little nibble of what you can expect. Oh, there was one um, scene earlier. If you if you are going to watch it and watch along, <laughs> when we're first introduced to Eddie and he's inside, check out what he's wearing. He's got some really rogue long sleeve and then a turtleneck underneath. <laughs> but it must have been hot because you can clearly see that they've cut the turtleneck, so it's just like a breastplate, <laughs> and he's just wearing like a, a turtleneck under. He's wearing a bib that's tucked under his shirt, and that's the turtleneck. Check it out. Oh, it's now I feel like I need to go back and do a rewatch. Well, hey guys, let's all watch it again. <laughs> let's go back and watch it again. This would be awesome. This would be so good.
Kushner.